wait, wait a second. It's a, it's a mound of trash and it's a park. Today's process is this. Turning bad into good takes time. Sit back, relax. Let's light the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, online entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. Because this place is filled with monsters and bandits, here comes your first warning. Although I am a lawyer, this podcast is not for legal advice. To work with me, you must have a signed agreement. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All right, let's enter the understory. Remember, admission is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Those of you who are in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on paper, on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. Lots to talk about today. I don't know if we're going to have time. I don't know how long we're going to go. Um, we are. I'm trying to sneak this one in on a Saturday. Uh, I've been attempting to pre-record them during the week because it's really tough on the weekends um, with the schedule and the kids and everything and trying to get my wife a break from the stuff from the week. So, uh, But here we are. So... Today, we went to kind of an interesting place. There's a, in Virginia Beach, there's an old landfill that um, they kind of ran out of room. And it's, it's, it was, I guess they just had a pile of trash, a huge, huge pile of trash. And so what they did was, is they covered it up um, and made it into a giant hill, planted grass on it, and then put a huge amount um, of playground right next to the, uh, the giant hill of trash. And uh, now Grassy Hill uh, put like water around it, like fake water, you know, like a fake lakes around it and called it Mount Trashmore. And I thought this was a joke. Like my wife was like, no, that's Mount Trashmore. I was like, okay, a couple things. So I appreciate, I appreciate the local uh, bureaucracy trying to make a mound of trash look better. So that's good. Uh, It's right next to the freeway. So... um, You've got all the carbon dioxide from the freeway. Landfills themselves, um, some of them, sometimes they vent so much methane, they start on fire. So you can actually have a a landfill start on fire. Now, they have a huge pipe that comes out of the top of the landfill, um, or I should say top of Mount Trashmore. And I don't know this for sure, but I'm fairly certain the purpose of that pipe is to vent methane or some other types of gas to prevent it from starting on fire. so I'm, I'm a little dubious as to the health benefits of having a children's playground uh, next to a landfill um, by a giant pipe that vents gases into the air but by a freeway. But I was like, hey, all right, we'll check this out. So, so we went there today and it was packed. I mean, there was... I think people have a little cabin fever, but there were a lot of kids there. And the, the, the funny thing about the... Um, the the funny thing about the playground is that the equipment kind of goes left to right if you're looking, you know, if you're looking at it from the entrance and it goes from like little kid, little kid playground, you know, just little, like little, little toddlers won't have a problem, um, all the way up to like 12 years old, kind of really high, like super high. And so it was crazy because there's so many kids running around and you're watching your kids and then you lose track of them. But then you see these other children that are clearly lost from their parents. And then you're like, should I be concerned about this child? You see like other children getting like kids that are too young going on the bigger kids playground, getting stranded and some of the, some of the climbing gear with their parents nowhere to be found. They're like, there was this girl today and she was, I don't know. She had to be younger than my daughter. 
my daughter's four, so she might have been like three. And she was like, she had climbed up to the top of this pole that had steps on it that got you onto um, the tallest part of the playground. But there, you know, you had to step across to do it. And she was, I mean, she was grabbing onto that thing like with a death grip. And she was like, help. Mommy, help mommy. And her mommy was nowhere to be found. And I'm standing down there and my wife is up at the top and she's like, do you need help? And you're like, yeah. So we had to do like a Sylvester Stallone rescue of this girl and still no idea where her mom was. We got her down off there. I was like, where do you know where your mom is? She's like, no, it's not my mom. It's my Nana. So then... So then I'm like, okay, well, do you know where she is? And then she kind of walked off and I was like, do I follow her? But then I have, I'm worried about like trying to like watch my own kid. And then this frantic lady comes by um, and she's like, I was like, oh, are you looking for a little girl about this tall? And and she was, I think the girl, the lady was Spanish. She's like, yes, yes. And so I was like, so I kind of, I said, she went that way and I kind of walked over there with her. I was like, there she is. And she goes, no, not, not that girl. And so it was another lost girl. So it was, uh, the other girl was blonde. So then the, that lady went off and I don't know what happened. I, I don't know how that all resolved itself. Um, because I was, I, I, I had done all I could by rescuing the girl from the the height of the, the uh, the Mount Trashmore, the apex of the climbing gear that she was clearly not old enough to be on, and her parents were nowhere to be found. Um, point of fact, actually, that's not true. I did see her mom. I did kind of keep my eye on her, and her mom did track her down. Um, and her mom just came, didn't even seem really worried about it. So I, I guess other people are a little more chill about losing their kids for I don't know five to ten minutes at a giant playground. <laughs> So I, I, at this point in their age, we kind of keep an eye on them all the time. And uh, I get stressed out if I can't see them for a couple minutes. And uh, it's not helicopter parenting. I, I don't intervene or anything. I just watch them. Like, I just make sure I know where they are. And uh, and then that way, if they get in trouble, if there's some issue, then, you know, we can bail them out if they need it. Or, or most of the time, let them try to figure it out themselves. But it was an interesting day because I've been we've been in Virginia Beach now. June, July, August, September. So 17 months, a year and five months. Um, God, almost a year and a half, I guess, at the end of uh, end of October. Um, create or end of, I guess it would be end of November. But um, mid-November. But yeah, so I guess this is a thing here. It's Mount Trashmore. And, but... So it's interesting. I'm not sure if it's gonna if I want that to be in the normal rotation because, like I said, I have my I have my doubts as to the efficacy of um, the atmosphere around that thing. You you just can't get that much trash. I mean that it's a huge hill. Like it's not even really a hill. It's it's um, I mean it is a hill, but it's it's a real. I'm trying to think about like an analogy that would be helpful to get you an idea of how big it is. So when you would start at the bottom of the hill and you would walk up the hill, you can, you can walk up the hill. It takes you like five to 10 minutes to get up the hill, depending upon how fast you're walking. And so, you know, think about like hills you used to slide down as when you were a kid, it's probably like five of those hills and you know, kids roll down it and there's people at the top with kites and there's an amphitheater on the other side where I think you could do concerts but that's not really nothing's happening with that right now but I guess kind of the moral of the story is is that you can really turn you can take something that that was kind of messy and um, although it was like had utility you have to put trash somewhere and you know once it's done they could have just left it the way it was but they decided that they were going to try to turn it into a positive positive. And but that took time, and it's still taking time. Like who knows? I don't know how long the thing's been there. I think it's been there for a while, but it, it, at least there was a positive that kind of came out of it, and that just takes time. There's a gestational period. So we had I had a couple days um, Thursday and Friday where I didn't do a podcast, and I kind of went into the understory. 
I can't say it was against my will because I kind of purposely put myself there. I was a little stressed out. Um, I kind of, I drank too many gin fizzes. I got a little out of hand, uh, not nothing bad, but um, I just out of hand in terms of not doing any work. And I just took kind of a mental break. And, um, and I was, I was getting really stressed out. And I think one of the reasons why I was getting stressed out was because I was hitting, there's something that's called the law of the lid, which says you can't outperform your own self image. And so there were certain areas of what I have done, what I had done kind of going in, into new, um, new territory where I think I was outperforming my image. And so my, my brain wanted to kind of downshift a little bit because it, it was processing that. And I had to talk with my wife about it and, um, you know, I basically the, the 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 decision was is like look, I need to be working out. We're not you know I need to take a break from the gym physics. We need to get ourselves um, like hammering away at what we're trying to do because we're right there. My every all parts of my business right there. Like our next house situation right there. Like what we want to do with the kids for school right there. So we're we're not through that place yet. So we can't really take our foot off the gas and. Part of the realization that I had kind of going through those last few days was, is I really want to do the podcast. Like I really want to hit the 365 and 365. And so now we're behind again. You know, we're, we're about nine, I think we're nine episodes behind, which isn't too bad. But if you get one of the reasons why I'm recording today is because I just psychologically did not want to get into double digits, just did not want to go to 10. And, um, I think there's a momentum, a momentum to a negative momentum as well as positive momentum. So so this is kind of where we're at is, um, I said, all right, let's start to get serious about this. So I ordered a green screen. Um, it's a, like a, uh, just like a muslin background. And I have all the, I have all the stuff for the recording and all that. And I have all the stuff for the, like the, the frame to put it up. So we're going to start, um, we're, we've already been live streaming, but instead of live streaming from the garage bunker, we're going to throw up the green screen. And we're going to have kind of a more of a professional background. And that's just a natural, once you go into video, that's kind of a natural progression. It's, you can only look at yourself in the garage bunker so long and be like, all right, all right. I think enough of the history has been established. Um, the history of the garage bunker by Wade Skalski. So let's get up the green screen. Let's start to get serious. Let's get some more of the equipment for the podcast and let's, let's get after this thing. And, um, and I'm excited. I also, I need to re-record a new intro and outro for the, for the podcast because we're niching down. Um, you know, I talk a lot about the three segments that I deal with and that's the whole value ladder, which is entrepreneurs who want to pivot from the business they have. People who are trapped in the gig economy and people who are in a nine to five and feel trapped by the nine to five and want to start their own business. And um, again, I, the universe keeps testing me. I keep having people trying to get me to move to the middle of my value ladder in terms of dropping down the you know the big time course and, and all of that. And the purpose of the organic content that I do though is I need to start at the bottom of the value ladder. And by the bottom is not a value judgment. It's at, I should say the beginning of the value ladder, which is to my dudes who are trapped in a nine to five. And so I'm going to shift the pod, the podcast entirely to that group and, and the, the sort of the tricks and the tactics and the hacks and all that, um, which aren't really hacks they are just strategies and tactics, but people like to call them hacks because they like to be uh, fancy, but I'm going to niche down to that group and we're going to start talking just to that group until I get the book out until um, I get that that area of the value ladder going and then I'll start to branch out the podcast more towards um, people trapped in the gig economy and then you know who are on their own but are freelancers and then into the, the entrepreneurs who want to pivot their businesses for a couple different reasons one is that um, a concentrated message like that 
is more powerful, right? If you're trying to talk to three different people at three different times, you, your your messages messaging is more general, and also um, it's not as it doesn't connect as much. It's not as powerful. It's not as helpful. So we're gonna we're gonna flip the the focus of the podcast um, exclusively to people who are in a job who don't want to be in a job effectively, and. Then once I have that built out and that part of the value ladder is working and we've got kind of a little community going, you know, that group will start to graduate into um, either the gig economy, which I'm going to try to persuade them not to, but they might naturally do so. They might kind of be forced to commoditize themselves or um, they're going to they're going to go into a business of the, the, you know their own business. And so then that's when the podcast and the content will naturally start to do that. But I have to actually graduate some people um, from that position to the next level and i believe that i can i can have a lot of assistance for that i can be i can give them a lot of assistance i mean i have a lot of experience because transitioning your own business actually is remarkably similar from going from a nine-to-five to a business and i've also been in a nine-to-five myself so um because the business that I created that I transitioned to from LA was effectively a nine to five. It just was not a real business. Um, and so it's a little scary to do that because I feel like I might lose a lot of people. But just like I said, the misfits are my mantra. Like that first group, that first group is I don't want to give them short shrift and I don't want to leave them behind. And um, if I start to concentrate on people who are ahead of them in terms of just ahead of them in the process, then it's almost as if like when I go in the tank a little bit, which I did the last couple of days, because I don't have everything all figured out. I'm not, I'm not a robot. And, uh, you know, my business isn't, I'm pivoting to a new business. And so neither business now is fully formed because the, my previous business, I'm shutting it down. So it's like bits and pieces. And then I haven't, I don't have a fully formed new business. So, um, I don't have it all figured out. And I wouldn't want, if I had someone that I was listening to for inspiration, um, or to model or to get information from, and then that person only was talking to me a third of the time, then that would only help me a third of the time. And then if that person decided that they were going to go to the middle of their value ladder, um, and then I would, they would just meet me there, then I would, I might not get there because if that maybe that, what if that was the only person that I really connected with? What if that was the only person that, um, could help me figure out the skills that I needed to stack to get there? And I just never did. And then I start going out to elite level marketing and I start, I start, you know, going to entrepreneurs who have some things that are helpful or whatever, you know, and, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to leave that group behind. I want to give that group the opportunity to meet me in the middle of the value ladder. And the only way to do that is to start there. Now it's funny. I did a, um, so there's, I'm, I'm kind of reorienting some of my organic strategy and I didn't really have much of a, much of a framework for doing it. I was like, God, I really want to do a framework. So I sort of seeking out some coaching for a framework and um there was one coach i was looking at it was like he's a cool guy and i'm eventually probably going to i'm probably going to work with him eventually on the organic side but he's expensive right he's like 2500 bucks a month and the business is just not in a place right now to be able to front that kind of money um so i was like okay so i'm not gonna be able to do that and i looked somewhere else looked at us and i found a little course for 27 dollars and this little course for $27 on organic, basically organic Facebook, just, just how to have a framework or how to put the posts together and all that was exactly what I needed for $27. 
as a front end offer. Sure, they're trying to upsell me to all this other stuff. I don't really care about that. I just needed a basic framework to I had it in my so I could get a mind map of what I was doing because I had all the content. I just didn't have a mind map for the best way to kind of present it. Um, and so this little course for twenty seven bucks was exactly what I needed. I want to do that for you guys and um, and the stuff in the stuff that I know how to do really well. And it was a high level of content for 27 bucks. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm really going to focus on completing the book under story 101, a married man's guide to doubling down on himself to escape the nine to five grind. It's the working title right now. Under story 101, a married man's guide to doubling down on himself to escape the nine to five. And, um, because you're, if you're listening to this right now, and you're you're that guy that's in the nine to five and you want to get out, and you're you know it's a bad fit. I know what that feels like. I mean, I kind of feel like it right now. I've, I felt kind of like a misfit the last couple of days because I think part of it was I was conflicted about niching down even further, and I was afraid. I was like, God, I don't know, like people who have established businesses and people who are free, you know, working really well in the freelance gig economy, they can come up with money. Um, and so, you know, you can, you can go for a mid-level offer for four grand for them and you'll close people, some people and that gets you healthy fast. But you hooligans out there that, um, that have a lot of talent and you're just, are kind of stuck. Um, you'll get there, but you need the $27 offer. You need the free, pl- free book plus shipping. Um, and you need someone that's talking specifically to you because they don't want to lose you because they know what it's like to be stuck. And that's me. And that's what I've decided. So, so my, my, I don't know what kind of shenanigans it's going to be, but my goal is to transform you from a misfit feeling like a misfit, but you are kind of a misfit into a ranger in the other story. And because then when you do go in the tank, because you will, like I did the last couple of days, you know what that means. And you know how to take that negative, that big pile of trash, and turn it into a positive because it's trying to tell you something. And for me, it it was I didn't um it's weird, it was like a it was like a, a reverse, kind of like a reverse situation. I I I felt I feel more part of me feels more confident providing a mid-level ticket offer. Um you know, two to four grand because that's on the legal service side. Right. But then there's a part of me who's like, can I provide value for $27? Like a lot of value for $27. My book, can I provide value for a free plus shipping offer for the book? And, and it's weird because you would think it would be the opposite where it's like, I'd be more concerned about providing value at the high ticket. I'm not because I, those services I know are more high ticket. But then I kind of whipped through this $27 course. I just listened to it like an hour of it. But it's like, God, I just, I don't know. It's like there's like six or seven hours of content in there, which is pretty good for 27 bucks. And it's all in point exactly for a very narrow, very narrow thing that I needed. Super narrow. And I was like, well, um, yeah, I can do that. Definitely. I can definitely do that. Um, but I need to get into my working papers and I need to get into my Ranger Field Journal and I need to work on my mindset and I need to ask myself some serious questions and um, I need to answer them. And part of that, though, was the podcast. So I told my wife, I was like, I got to get in and I got to do the podcast for a little bit. I know you're tired. 
but I got to do this because I don't want to go to double digits. I didn't say that I don't want to do double digits, but I had to talk about it because when you, when I talk about it, I think out loud, that's how I make decisions. That's how I close myself. That's how I explore things. And frankly, I'm nervous. Like I'm not going to, there's fear, there's, there's fear that there's fear that there's not enough of you are going to resonate with my message. I don't need very many people to resonate with my message for two to $4,000. So it's a leap of faith to be like enough people will resonate with my style of what I'm presenting and want to get on board and have the ultimate transformation, having a clearing where they can stand and make decisions and build a business that they want. So I don't know. We're going to see. Um, But I'm going to bet on you. So... Hopefully you'll bet on me and together we'll get there. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out your regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, for the love of God, go buy yourself a regular journal. But right now, take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade. And what I want you to do is just write in there, I don't know, doubling down on yourself. I'm doubling down on myself and my ability to provide value at the beginning of the value ladder, front end offers. The podcast is a free offer. The book is a free plus shipping. The course, I don't know what the course is going to be. Maybe like $297, probably. Maybe a $27 load mini course with a tripwire. I don't know. I got to figure that out. But the first thing I got to do is finish the book. I think I'm at the first halfway. I mean, I've got the whole first draft done um, and transcribed because I dictated it. But... um, I'm writing it. I'm like doing the second draft now and I'm at like, I don't know, page 50 or 60. So I think the book's going to be about 150 pages. Not, It's not going to be a novel. Like it's not going to be 300 pages, but um, because I want it to be concise and not overwhelm you and just have like literally two or three things that you can do that if you master those skills, it'll get you, it'll get you where you need to go. And just from the book, like you don't even, you won't even need the course. Now the course will accelerate it and, and it will, we'll do it. You'll do it faster with coaching um, and, the, and the course will be accessible. Like I said, probably 297, no more than 500, but I don't know. I got to figure that out. But in any event, um, it'll get you where you need to go. That I know. It's just, am I skilled enough to present it, to market it, to, to, to get you interested in it, to have you then be captivated by it once you read it? And that's, I think I was, I was having some self-doubt. And I'm not, I have ultimate confidence that I can help you. I think the the challenges we're coming into is do I have the ability to convey the message um, for front end tools, right? Like if we were to do a strategy call, no, hundred percent, I can help you. Like I'm like gifted at that. Um, if we were to work together and I was a coach you directly, hundred percent, right? It's actually a skill to to be able to distill that down into a book or into a core or into like a mini course or a course and still have it have a huge impact and that's going to take everything i got and so that's why i had the conversation with my wife was like yeah no more gym physics um no more gym physics working out like time to time to rock and roll and bring the a game so anyway i'm not perfect um and the good news is that but you don't have to be and i understand the challenges that you're going to face trying to get out of your nine to five but We'll help you do it together. And just remember, there is no end if seeing the path to understanding. If you are listening to this podcast and you are an online entrepreneur, I know exactly what it feels like to be you because I am one. 
I know what it's like to know that you are smart and work your ass off, but always feel like you cannot get traction. I know what it feels like to have your spouse support you outwardly, but on the inside, they're saying to themselves, is this going to work? And I know that you want to create something in business, but you always end up chasing the same dollar over and over. Or maybe you want to create something in the arts, but you feel like you shouldn't play there. So you wander in the forest, stuck in the understory. I spent over 40 years there fighting the same monsters and bandits over and over. And when I discovered that if you learn what the understory is and you start to go there on purpose, you can find a clearing where you have clarity and power in your commerce, connections, and creations. You handle the forest like a badass ranger with the proper mindsets and skill sets that you need. Not once chosen for you by some guru or your parents, but chosen by you on paper on purpose. We can walk the understory together, but I cannot find you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Subscribe to my email list at understorylawyer.simplecast.com. Let's find your clearing together, a place free of entanglements, a place with a bedrock foundation, and a place where you set the boundaries, not anyone else.